Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. I know it's been a hot minute since I have released an episode, but I will do another episode on why I've been MIA for the last couple months. Let's just say I had a few health complications, but all is good now and I'm excited to be back bringing you a few more interviews and more wellness sessions with me. Have you ever had that moment where you either read something you did in the past, listen to something, and you're like, wow, that actually was really smart. But yet time goes by and you realize, huh, I haven't implemented that. So the other day, I was actually going through my podcast archives and brainstorming in the types of sessions I want to do moving forward. And I ran across episode 28, all about eliminating the energy vampires in your life. Those are those things that suck the energy out of you. I released this episode back in October of 2020, and I re-listened to it, and I seriously stopped and said, huh, that was really smart advice. Why haven't I done all of these things? So I thought this would be a really important podcast episode to bring back out of the archives because the next one I want to release is all about the reverse, all about ways to increase your energy as a busy working mom, as a busy parent, just as a busy person. It was episode 28 on the six steps to identifying and eliminating the energy vampires in your life so that you can create more space and more time to add other things in. I think this is such an important piece of improving your overall wellness, improving energy, and creating more balance in your life. So I hope you learn a few things from this episode. And next week, as I kick off a new Mindful Monday series, I'm going to release an episode on the top five ways to increase energy and feel better daily. Enjoy. Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. How many of you have given yourself permission to just rest? Last week, all I wanted to do was rest. I had zero motivation to work, I felt super drained, and I was even on week three of this health cleanse that I'm doing that I should be in what they call tiger blood stage where you're just on fire and you have so much energy and everything's going well, but I just felt drained and I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't sick, I just felt emotionally and physically drained. And when I started to reflect about why I was feeling that way, I realized that I was letting what I like to call energy vampires start to creep into my life. And they were slowly and slowly sucking the life out of me. A couple years ago, I ran this challenge called Detox Your Biz Challenge. And it was all about creating space in your business to allow awareness, clarity, and focus to grow. Sort of like a Marie Kondo for your business by eliminating things that were draining you in your business, you could allow space for creativity to grow. 
And what I discovered over time is that by stepping away from the day-to-day business activities, it helped bring more mindfulness, clarity, connection, creativity, focus, and growth in my business. And when I started to think about that challenge, and it was, I can't believe, two years ago, I could see so many commonalities that I could relate to in life right now. And not just in business, but in motherhood, relationships, and life as a whole. So today I want to revisit that topic and talk about how to detox your life right now. And I know talking about energies may sound a little woo-woo, but as a physics major, uh, yes, I majored in math and physics in college, I do believe that the science behind the exchange of energy, even if it has to do with the ebb and flow of positive and negative energy into our lives, holds true. It's kind of like having a lot of tabs open on your computer. There's just like this slow, slow drain on your life battery. So just like a phone where you need to close all the apps, do a hard reset, a recharge, and maybe just reboot your computer, this slow drain in energy from energy vampires that are sucking things away from you can deplete you until all you wanna do is just rest. So before you can actually add things to your life, I know I talk a lot about positive things you can do for yourself and you know what as a mom can you do to really make yourself feel better before you can start doing these things to make yourself happier and a more fulfilled person, you do need to subtract and create space for those things so you don't overload your system. And I realized that over the last month or so, I've been doing a lot of things to better my health, to better my mind, to just really improve my overall being because I was getting really brain foggy and my body felt terrible. So I was really trying to build this sort of new Stephanie and new positive way. But what I wasn't doing was I was just adding and adding and adding things to my life and I wasn't subtracting and I wasn't paying attention to all of those little negative things that were actually really draining me. So my goal for today's podcast episode is to help you identify those non-value adding activities, distractions, and mindset viruses that are really pulling the energy out of you. So energy vampires, you know, literally things that are sucking the life and energy out of you. And while you can't just remove them overnight, my hope is that you gain an awareness of what these are so you can work on eliminating them or stop the habit of falling back into the same trap. Because step one is really just to acknowledge what's going on in the present. I'm really big on taking a break, assessing the situation, what is going on, what can I control, because we all know really you can only control yourself. You can't control what's going on around you, but you can control what you do. So today I wanted to talk about energy vampires and step one is just awareness. How do we identify these energy vampires and make them aware in our lives? So a couple questions you can ask yourself are, What are the things that really upset you? What don't you like? What triggers you or sets you off? And that's a big one. What what really is in your life that triggers you? And what are the things that question your values? I know for me, I have my own values. And if something isn't really aligned with it, I can't keep those negative things in my life. So step one is just awareness. Ask yourself these questions. And in the following steps, we'll go through how to identify exactly where those can fall. So again, what are the things that upset you, what you don't like, what triggers you, and what questions your values? Step two, 
look into identifying toxic people in relationships. How many of you know like the Debbie Downer friend who is always complaining, who's always negative, and you really don't want to jump on a phone call with them because you know every single phone call is just a drain. They're always complaining about something going on. Something's always happening. Like you never understand why everything always happens wrong in their life, but they're just that Debbie Downer. Or there's that person in a Facebook group that's like the mommy know-it-all who gives all the mommy advice and makes you feel like you're a bad mom because, you know, they quote know-it-all and that's kind of toxic too. Then there's also those people in our lives that are judgers. They're always correcting you or making you feel bad for your decisions. I don't know if you have any of those, but those exist. So those are some examples of kind of toxic people. And then look at your relationships. Are there bad or unresolved relationships there? Everything from friends to bad clients to bad vendors. Is there anywhere where you can cut ties or fire clients or find a new vendor to work with or put in boundaries, for example, like in your contracts? I know when I was working one-on-one in the wedding industry, I had clients that were literally a drain on me. Like they would text me at like 11 p.m. and demand a response and I had to put boundaries in place to make sure that they weren't sucking the life out of me. But then there's also those relationships we have from friends, just like I was saying, the Debbie Downer who always wants to talk because they need someone to complain to and you become their therapist. And that's just draining also. So look at all of the relationships you have in the physical sense and in your business and see if there's any way to put boundaries around them or even just eliminate. And another big place that I find that is a really big drain with people and relationships are my friends on social media. Honestly, I realized that I had to unfriend, block, and or just mute a lot of people on social media to the point where I actually am debating now to take a little break from social media because I feel like I see posts from friends that maybe trigger me or that make me feel jealous or FOMO or even the opposite where I I don't know it just like it triggers something in me and so the other day I actually went through and eliminated 200 people off of my list I just, if you annoyed me, triggered me, made me feel angry, I deleted you. Or if I don't even talk to you anymore. So I thought actually this was a really great tip by my father-in-law is he uses Facebook birthdays as a way to clean out his friends list. So every day, Facebook tells you whose birthday it is. And so you look at that list and it's an easy everyday way to just eliminate someone if you don't want them or to follow them anymore. But I found that I had to really cleanse my social media because it was mentally exhausting and draining me. And I would spend hours and hours scrolling during any minute I had free before I went to bed and like reading some of those things that you don't even mean to read because it just appears in front of you would trigger me and then I couldn't sleep well. So that's step two, identify toxic people in relationships. Step number three, identify areas that bring constant negativity. So for example, the news right now, I know the news is very triggering for some people. I mean, during the pandemic, every information that was coming out about COVID, you know, are we going back to school? Are we not? Are people, you know, 
our business is closing what's going on it was draining and every day something was different so instead of opening my phone right when i woke up to read the latest news because i was very curious i stopped i had to because then i started off my day super negative i would read something terrible and i'm one of those people who goes down this wormhole so like i'll see one thing like for example like i remember someone mentioning wayfair and so then i started to look into wayfair and then look into sex trafficking and all of this stuff and i went down this terrible terrible rabbit hole that took me like two hours to dig myself out of and I realized wow you need to take a break on the news so there was the news detox and then again like I mentioned digital detox or social media detox for me seeing a lot of social media posts on opinions and even news things and everything right now is so polarizing I know we have to stay informed I know I need to look at you know the news and the media in order to know what's going on in the world so I'm not media illiterate but I also don't need to see a lot of that so Identify areas that are just really negative. Maybe eliminate certain news outlets that you don't want to follow because the stuff they put out there are just not in line with the way you think. Same with, you know, your digital detoxing. Are there areas where you can just eliminate or say mute or block people that you don't want to see? Step number four is a big one that I have a lot of issues with but it's identifying areas of your life that are disorganized and filled with clutter. So kind of like Marie Kondo, there's the physical clutter, but I always say there's also digital clutter. And for me, a big thing is that I am really organized in a lot of stuff, but I'm also that person who has subscribed to every email list. I have probably, I don't know, I think 20 tabs open on my desktop. I save everything to my desktop too. So like I have all these icons. I have tons of apps that are on my phone. I have notifications for everything and all of that digital clutter. Every time you swipe, you know, ignore or you notice that you have a tab open that you're like, oh yeah, I need to remember to book that thing or read that article or, oh look, I have 200 unread email messages, things like that. If you keep seeing them in front of you, digital clutter can be a real drain on you. So what I've started to do, and this is just a tip, is at night when I'm actually breastfeeding, so for those of you who aren't, but who I have a downtime, I say every day I'm gonna unsubscribe from at least 10 email lists. And so during that time I sit there and I just look at the last 20 to 30 emails I got and I say, do I wanna keep them? Do I wanna delete them? Where do they go? And, or can I create a filter in order to put them somewhere? So like I have shopping emails that I don't want to actually unsubscribe from, but I put them into a daily shopping folder so they don't clutter my inbox. But if I am looking for say like a coupon to Gap or Carter's or something like that, I can go to my daily shopping email and search for that. But it's not in my list of all the things that I'm getting. And I even have the Gmail like promotions, updates and that, but I'm really trying to get more systematized on the way my email's coming in. The other thing is I literally cleared off my desktop. No more icons, none of that. 
And I started to take out apps on my phone that I don't use. And I know I think Apple now will archive an app for you, so you have to redownload it, but I just started to delete it. And now my front page is really the only thing that I go to. Another tip is when you have too many tabs open on your Chrome, I really like using one tab because you can save all of your tabs into this one folder. I think it's a Chrome extension. I don't know if it's on Safari, but I've been using that so that I don't have to stare at all of the notifications and numbers that are on every single one of my tabs when I don't want that. The other side is physical clutter. So that's where I struggle with a lot too is I'm what you call organized in my disorder. I mean, right now our dining room table has piles and piles of mail that are probably a month old that I haven't looked at. And I just, it's not that I don't have the time to do it. I don't make the time to do it because it's low on my priority list. But every time I walk by that table, literally I cringe and that I realize is triggering to me. And so by even cringing and seeing it and noticing and taking that energy to think, oh, I need to do this, I realize, wow, that's actually slowly draining me by staring that. So it's not done yet but I keep making a promise I am going to do it. I took out a trash bag, it's sitting there. I am going to tackle the physical clutter because honestly, looking at less things really, really helps to calm you. Another thing about clutter and disorganization are unfinished projects. I don't know about you, but I have tons of projects that I have on my list to do or that I started, like I started hanging photos and then I stopped midway. But I realized there are really only two outcomes to unfinished projects, or actually three. One, just finish it. Two, eliminate it or forget about it. And three, if they're really not aligned with your big picture, just, or they're kind of in that, it would be nice to do, save it for later and store it. But allocate them into one of those three buckets. Either one, just finish it. Two, eliminate it. Or three, store them for later. Other than that, they don't need to exist. And the last thing in clutter is not having systems in place. So that's something that I'm starting to work on is really organizing everything from day to day of like how we get ready in the morning, how clothes are put out, how lunches are made, how that to business systems. So having an assistant handle email and what are the steps that I take in order to do that so that I can pass it off. But really putting those systems in place really help to eliminate that fatigue of thinking about it. I mean, as a mom, there's so much decision fatigue. We're always making decisions. Our brain is always turned on and having kind of automated systems, like I started to automate my Amazon. So I know that we need size two diapers every month for Zoe. So instead of me having to remember when the diapers are low, I just calculated, okay, there's you know 90 something diapers. This is how many days it takes. I just put it on subscribe and save and I don't have to use the energy. So think about easy, simple systems at home or in your life or at work where you can put in place to help eliminate the tabs open in your own brain. Step five is now to take all of those areas that you've identified, whether it's in people and relationships, where it's negative resources, whether it's in clutter or disorganization, and start to analyze which of those is the biggest energy drain in your life right now. So I'm not talking about like, oh, that's a nice to do. I'm talking about right now. 
what is the thing that just like makes you cringe and you realize every time you talk or think about it, it just drains you. Step six, take that and now can you outsource it, eliminate it, or automate it? And those are really the only three things you need to do. Can you have someone else take care of it? Can you just get it, get rid of it? Or can you automate it? And I guess you can say step four is just to finish it, but that's kind of like eliminating it. So making the decision if you're gonna eliminate or just get it done. And those are really the six steps in helping vanquish energy vampires and identifying them. I know for me that I always need to remind myself that even if I want to try something new, I need to get rid of something in order to make that space. And just remind yourself, your work will always be there. So if you decide that right now work is the drain in your life, that's actually the relationship that you don't want to have right now, it'll still be there. Don't worry. Your emails will get answered in a week if needed. You'll be fine. Another reminder is that by creating space, it'll allow for more positive and good to enter into your life. So instead of searching for that next thing and searching for that golden ticket that'll make you happy, eliminating those negative things will actually open up space to bring positive energy in. Because again, it's like an energy exchange, out with the bad, in with the good. And also another reminder, really listen to your body. Last week, I had this huge guilt over why am I so tired? All I want to do is rest, but I got so many things to do. And I had to remind myself, you need to listen to your body because if you're not healthy, if you're not you, you can't be a good parent, a good spouse, a good friend, a good whatever that is. You need to listen to your body and really pay attention. And the last thing is make time to recharge yourself. So of all of this stuff, create space in your life. So maybe it's that you eliminate social media for a day or social media for even two hours. That time you spend scrolling social media on the couch, maybe use that for something else. And I always like to say like, for moms, I know the calendar tends to run us. If it's not scheduled on the calendar, it's not gonna happen. So make an appointment with yourself. Put yourself on your own calendar. Schedule that time, even if it's to take a nap, even if it's to read a book, even if it's you know to work out, whatever that is, put that time in your calendar because if it's scheduled in your calendar, you're more likely to stay accountable to yourself and accountable to following through on that. Because if you like, for example, schedule the doctor's appointment, you wouldn't just bail on that because it's scheduled in your calendar and you know you need to go forward with it. So treat time with yourself to recharge as like a doctor's appointment. And instead, you're the one healing yourself. So I hope those tips helped. I know I've been trying, it's a hard thing to do. I've been working on this. I'm a constant work in progress, but these are the things that I found for me really helpful in just lightening my whole energy field. Hope you enjoyed it and leave me a comment and let me know what energy vampires are you looking to vanquish from your life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. 
And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.